Good morning, poopy heads. Vietnam. Oh. oh, no. Poopy heads, congratulations on finding your way to Yolk Christian Podcast. You aren't actually a poopy head, but I am because I stank, according to my nephews. Um, but anyways, so this is the Yolk Christian Podcast. Today, we're going to continue our series on the book of Romans. Uh, today, I'm with Codus per usual. What's up, dude? What's up, man? How we doing? Mm-hmm. I'm doing all right. Um, intro's a little wonky, um, which kind of goes to show how I'm hey, feeling. Welcome right to now, the Yolk Christian Podcast, man. That, that's right. We're a, little, we're a little bit wonky. A little bit wonky. A little bit wonky. <laughs> with right. Yeah. Um, well, all right. So we're going to continue the series here on Romans chapter right, 15. Nice. And, uh, oh, that was pretty good. And uh, Thanks, so... Book of Romans 15. There's only one more chapter after this one. So uh, anyways, uh, we are covering Romans chapter 15 today. So in the last chapter, we talked about following convictions. Man, yes, I wish I, we did. I wish I could just like go through all these different kinds of accents. I only have two, though. So, um, Codis, tell me a little bit about Romans chapter 14. What we covered. So Romans 14 pretty much talks about follow your convictions. You know, for some Christians, like, for example, some Christians may drink a little bit. And that's okay. They drink wine, you know, for dinner. Which is okay because it's not a sin to get drunk. It's a sin. Well, no, sorry. Oh. Let, me, let, me, let me rephrase that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not a sin to drink. It's a sin to get drunk. There so uh, I know a lot of Christians. They have a, a little drink of wine before dinner. Um, some Christians, like me, for example, I'm never gonna drink. So I know addiction runs my family. So I'm not gonna drink. Um, it kind of goes like that. So if you if you feel convicted for something, then don't do it. Pretty much follow what your conviction is telling you not to do. Facts. If that makes sense, and don't be a stumbling block. So if like. I, like you gave this example last one, but if your fellow friend, if, if, if one sec, so if Jared comes over, say this is hypothetical, this will never happen, but Jared comes over, you know, hey. I, I start having a drink or whatever. He, you know, never drinks because he, he is against it. And I'm like, oh, just, it's okay. It's okay. Like, just do it. And I'm, I'm being that stumbling block. I'm making Jared stumble and you don't want to be a stumbling block. So. Yeah, pretty much what Romans fourteen was. Just yeah. follow your convictions and don't be a stumbler. Yeah, absolutely. And dude, we can even be stumbling blocks by causing people to look at something they shouldn't. Facts. Like, just think about that for a second. So, anyways, um, Romans chapter fifteen is kind of a continuation of Romans that. chapter fifteen. Yeah. Sorry, sassy no, 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 with you. No, you're good, bro. Um, and so, going mm-hmm. off of the stumbling block. Hey. Going off the stumbling block thing. Um, so Paul starts off Romans chapter 15 by basically saying that we must be considerate of others' biblical. Yes. So if somebody chooses to not eat pork or they choose to eat pork, we need to be considerate of their biblical beliefs. Um, and based off of the last chapter, we know that we do not condemn people based off of their convictions. Mm-hmm. As long as they follow their convictions, they're doing. So here's the thing. like If you're following your convictions, then you are praising God. And so that's yeah. why that's why Paul is essentially saying like, it's okay if they're they uh, like Paul explained in the the last chapter. He's like, look, we can eat all kinds of food now, but just because they choose to uh, not eat certain foods, that doesn't necessarily mean they're wrong because they're following their convictions and they're doing mm-hmm. it because they're praising God in their actions. They're trying to glorify Him, and so it's like in the end, that's what matters is that we glorify God. Yeah. And so he's like, just be considerate of their biblical beliefs, even if you don't necessarily agree. He says, help others to do what is right and build them up in the Lord. Because, again, that's what counts, right? Yeah. We're, we're all about love in this giant family. We're all about helping each love other out. Love is love. Wait. Well, maybe not quite that kind of love. <laughs> I was just that, I'm just goofy um, mood. I feel Goofy that. goober. I'm a goofy goober. Rock. <laughs> boom, boom. We're all goofy goobers. Rock. I love that. Hit it. Hit it. Yeah. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll hit it, man. I'll, I'll start jamming. 
That's my nephew's favorite song right now. Is it's it? Goofy Goober. It I is. I believe it. Yeah, it's awesome. I do that. That's it's top ten favorite songs of all time. Right there next to uh, "Sweet Sweet Sweet Victory." Yeah. Dude, so this is a side uh-huh. topic, but when That's I fine. watched that, I legit thought they were like real in a real concert, and I thought SpongeBob was real. Like I thought that really happened. So wait, dude, did we have the same childhood? Like I, I can't like. I did, but like legit, <gasps> I, I I thought the same thing. I really thought that was like they it, played in the Super Bowl. It, it made it look real. Yeah, it made it look real, bro. Yeah, I know. I was like, what the heck? I didn't know it was real. <laughs> what if SpongeBob mm. is real and the government is just like, oh no, nope, it was just a show. It's fake. Ooh, that's all. Who I'm knows? Saying, bro. Who knows? Government hides everything. So Facts. going back to Romans chapter fifteen, because that is what the topic is all about. Is Jesus? Yes. So. Plus um, me Love for the Bible tells me so. For Romans 15 tells me so. Yeah, beatbox it, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to go with the beat. I I was was thinking of it. Born in Philadelphia. Was born and raised. I don't know. I don't. How do I not know that? Uh, West Philadelphia, born and raised. There we go. Sorry, making trouble with my neighbor. Anyway. Yes, yes. Anyways, going back to Romans chapter 15, because <laughs> that's that's where Will Smith lived, was in uh, was Philadelphia. It? I mean, Romans. Um, was and it? So, just kidding. Here anyways, we go. False anyways. profiting. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, I just went off on TikTok today about that false prophet stuff. Um, did you see? That. Okay, yeah. So a little bit of that. Yeah. I, I was fed up. Okay. Dude, okay. So Righteously just, so. Yeah. Well, okay. So, like, on TikTok, like, people have made it a trend. To call out people based off of just one video, and like I've literally every single time, yeah, literally like it's I've annoying. been on TikTok, and all these different Christian content creators are like trying, like they're literally making series. Like this is part of my false teacher series. I'm like, oh my <laughs> goodness, and so it's frustrated me, and so I I went off today. I made, anger, man? I made like, I think I, I made like eight videos that span about tw- about twelve minutes on it. Yeah, there's yeah, a um, few of them. Yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, and, uh, I'm not. We can talk about that another day. But today yeah. is Romans chapter 15. So, in Finally. continuation, of what I was just saying. So, he, Jesus, Paul says, Jesus didn't live to please himself. He says, neither should we. So, again, we should yes. be encouraging to each other. We should help each other. We should not be stumbling blocks for another. Um, he says, Scripture actually gives us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. So we talked about uh, last week, which was, uh, I think it was Romans chapter 13, the, that episode, or maybe it was a topical video. But anyways, we talked about hope. Um, we didn't do a topical last week. Oh, that's right. So it was chapter 13. Um, yes. So we talked a little bit about hope and how we have confident hope. Why? Because we know where we're going when we die. And so essentially here he's kind of re- referencing back to that. Um, and so we, we patiently or we confidently hope for God's promises to be fulfilled. No, 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 sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled, and we know that God's promises will be fulfilled because God has not abandoned us, and God is always good on his word. Best. Anyways, um, and so one of God's promises is that the pain that we've been feeling can't compare to the joy that's coming, right? So mm-hmm. just anyway, so heaven is going to be a great, glorious place uh, in paradise. So then he goes on to say, Paul does, he goes on to say that followers of Christ should live in harmony with one another. So that goes for you Catholics. That goes for you Southern Baptists. That goes for you progressive Christians. If you actually believe in, uh, what am I thinking of? Actually, like the faith. <laughs> because, okay, so here's the thing. So I'm, I'm going to clarify this because a lot of Christian, uh, progressive Christians don't actually believe in the Bible. So those what? people... Yeah, so like they'll like pick and choose the Bible, like with what oh, they yeah, want to Oh, yeah, they believe. use whiteout and stuff. Yeah, yeah that's a favorite yeah. highlighter. 
which I would I would probably make the, the case that they're not saved. But for the progressive Christians that do actually read the Bible and do actually have faith in Jesus, um, then that means I have to live in harmony with them, too. What? I do. What? Um, we have to be nice to everybody? We have to, we, we're yeah. called to love? Like, Jesus? We are, right? No. No, we're called to hate. We're called to be full of hate. <laughs> that's what no, I'm saying. Yeah, bro. That's what everybody thinks about Christians. But no, that's because so many Christians aren't actually Christians, so they're giving Christians a bad name. Facts. Yeah, big facts. And I forget what verse actually says that, but there's a verse that says the that. The Bible. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, followers of Christ who live in harmony with one another. And then he goes on to say that uh, all of us bring praise when we accept each other, and it brings God glory. Mm-hmm. So when – of course, in the context of this chapter and the previous chapter, he's talking about people within the, say, say the, the local church of the Church of Rome. So, yeah. again, with the food and with the drinks and whatever you want to do, like follow your own convictions. But he's saying if despite your different convictions you can come together in harmony, you are all choosing to bring God glory. And by accepting each other, you're also bringing him glory. So you're doubling the glory there if you can be <laughs> accepting of each other. So – then he goes on to say that God is our source of confident hope. This is what I was talking about a second ago. Mm-hmm. Um, in Romans chapter 13, we talked about what confident hope is. It's not just regular hope. It's confident hope. Why do we have confident hope? Because we have faith, and in that faith, we have confident hope because we know it is to come. We know that the pain that we've been feeling can't compare to the joy that's coming. There we go. So <laughs> if we trust in Get God— it, If we trust in God, he can give us peace and joy, is what Paul says. And then— we will overflow with hope. So how do we receive hope beyond having faith? We trust in God because when we trust in him, he gives us peace and joy. And when we trust in God and imagine a cup full of water, right? So right. Uh, imagine, keep, yep, imagine uh, you're pouring a, a rather, uh, okay, maybe your mom comes in with like five different, like, no, okay. She comes in with like a, a, a milk jug, right? And you've got like a little, mm-hmm. like little cup. Anyways, She's pouring that, that milk jug in, and that milk is just God giving you hope. And so your cup is your mm. life. And so once, what happens when the milk fills the cup? Well, you keep trusting God. You keep allowing uh, – to you keep receiving the hope that he's giving you by trusting in him. And then that milk overflows. What happens to the milk that overflows? It goes to the following cups around you. And so basically – I like, that. I like yeah, that. Yeah. And so you need to overflow No hope is wasted. Exactly. Oh, I like that even better. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a t-shirt right there. Woo. I like that a lot. No write it down. Them. Yeah, I like that. Um, write that down, write that down, write that down. Yeah, oh, we haven't said that forever. I know. That was like the first like 10 yeah. episodes. Um, that was awesome. Anyways. Good old days. Right? And so, but anyways, so, oh. oh, hey, puppers. So we continue to trust in God, so we receive that hope. We overflow with hope, and then that hope that we are overflowing with goes out to the people around us so we can give them hope. Beautiful. Awesome. So then Paul goes on to say, he says, we dare not boast about anything except what Christ has done through us. So everything about this faith is surrendering ourselves and giving it to God, right? And so it just kind of makes sense that we don't take pride for the things that we've done in this faith. Like say, uh, for example, a couple of weeks ago when I was praying, or sorry, when I was preaching, we had a salvation, right? So I'm not going to go around if rightfully I I shouldn't go around saying I got somebody to be saved. I led somebody. I did this. I did this. No, it was Christ through me that did that. And so all glory, all glory needs to be to God um, who enabled me to do that, who gave me the opportunity to speak, who gave me the words to say, who gave me all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So 
then this is what's interesting, Codis. So Paul, he, he kind of starts to um, detail his traveling plans a little bit. Um, and so he says that he spread the good news to the Gentiles from Jer- Jerusalem all the way to, uh, I don't, I'm going to botch this, but it's like <laughs> Illyricum. Illyricum. Nope, okay. Sounds about right. All right. But here's the thing is that is nearly a thousand miles apart. A thousand miles. That's that's like uh, I know you're not familiar with it. I'm I'm, five hundred miles, and I would walk five (laughs) hundred more just to be there. (laughs) Um, So that's essentially like the top of Georgia to nearly the bottom of Florida, which that I know you're a long ways away. It is a long ways away. Um, I've seen a map before. It looks decently big. It's backwards. I don't know why. Another equivalent would be um, New York to D.C. like five times over. Maybe four times over. That's a lot. Yeah. So like going from New York to D.C., D.C. to New York, and then doing that. I could do that. Like (laughs) um, two more times. (laughs) Something like that. Easy. What are you talking about? Easy. Right? But that's what Paul did. Facts. (laughs) Just kidding. It's the opposite of facts. It's copy. Um, copier so <laughs> i don't know bro just ignore anyway. it just ignore it <laughs> so that's what paul did though he went from jerusalem to illyricum which was nearly a thousand miles apart so then mm-hmm. so paul goes on to say that his goal wasn't to go to places that had established churches he said his goal was to go where churches hadn't been planted mm, so why i like it why because of course paul we know that paul was given the task of preaching to the gentiles um, and so all the other disciples, they, they preached to the Jews. Paul's specific task was to the Gentiles from God. That's what he was called to do. And so Paul, okay, this is what's very interesting. Paul being very well learned in the Old Testament, because again, he was a trained Pharisee, Paul was. Mm-hmm. So he knew the prophecies of the Old Testament. And there's a certain prophecy. You know what? I'm going to read it. Um, I wasn't planning on it, but it's fine. Um, Let me just track. No, no, I got it. So... The prophecy is this. Um, it's from it's either Second Samuel and in Psalms and also in Deuteronomy. But it says, For this I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing praises to your name. And in another place it is written, Rejoice with his people, you Gentiles. And then yet again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Praise him, all you people of the earth. And in another place, David's throne will come and he will rule over the Gentiles. They will place their hope on him. Um, so... I'm singing that song now in my head, um, the 500 miles one. Anyways. Oh, that's a banger. Right? Um, so then it also says uh, in Isaiah, it says, those who have never been told about him will see, and those who have never heard of him will understand. So that's that's the, the verse that uh, or the prophecy that Paul is referencing. So those who have never been told about him will see, and those who have never heard of him will understand. So he knew this prophecy of the Old Testament and said, you know what? God has called me to preach to the Gentiles. I know that. So I'm going to fulfill this prophecy. He took it upon himself to do what, uh, what Isaiah said would happen. So this is what's interesting, okay? So you and I, we have all of Scripture. We have the Old Testament. We have the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Now, there are still some prophecies to be filled. I'm not going to recommend necessarily we fill some of them because one of them is to be the Antichrist. I don't want to be the Antichrist. Yeah, um, no, good, so, good night. I ain't doing yeah, that. <laughs> so, so let's not fulfill that prophecy, right? Um, but there is a, and let's not fulfill the prophecy of being a false teacher either, but I'm, anyway, so there's a lot of prophecies, good and bad. Um, but if we are to be like Paul, because I, I think it's uh first Corinthians chapter 11, I think maybe chapter 10, but he says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So, 
Um, now you can look at Jesus' life and you can imitate him, but because we're looking at Paul, I'm just going to say, look, let's imitate Paul real quick. So Paul knew the prophecies of the Old Testament and he acted upon it. So likewise, I think we, both the old and the new, and we should mm-hmm. act upon it. So what does, what do I mean by that? That means read the gospel, know what Jesus yeah. tells us to do and what to do, and then go and do it. Oh, you there? Uh-oh. Okay, so I don't know what just happened there. Anchor kind of just flipped out. But what I was saying is... Because you're that, preaching proof, proof. Truth. Right? Facts. Um, because our faith is not a passive faith. So mm-hmm. when, it, when I say that we need to read the Bible, we need to read the prophecy, we need to read Scripture, and then we need to act on it, it's because we are supposed to act on it. We need to, like Jesus said in Matthew 28, he said, go and make disciples of all nations. He didn't say read about making disciples. He didn't say just read about um, the disciples making disciples. He said, no, mm-hmm. you need to go and make disciples of all nations. And that mm-hmm. applies to all of us. And even the disciples tell us, like, we need to go out. We need to do this. We need to show love. We need to be kind. We need to exemplify the fruits of the Spirit. We need to go and do, not just go and read. And heck, most of us today, most Christians, they don't even read. They just say, oh, yeah, church. Uh, go to church maybe, maybe once every couple of months. Oh, I'll go to church at Easter. The next thing you know, you're never going, you know? So, like, our faith- That's why the online church kind of ruined everything. Like COVID, like so many people are like, I'll go to online church. Oh, I'll watch it later because like then they upload it. I'll watch it later. Oh, I'll watch it tomorrow. I'll watch it next week. You know what? Never. Right. Um, Something so detrimental to uh, a lot of people's faith, and they don't even realize it, is the belief that they don't have to go to church to be saved, which isn't necessarily wrong. Like you're right because we're we're saved by grace through faith. It's we we aren't saved by our, our act of going to church. But if you are truly saved, you'll desire that fellowship. Yeah, well, yeah, I was about to say, why would you not want that fellowship, though? Yeah, like, yeah. Come on, man. And, like, gathering together, like, I forget the verse, but, like, it, it's essentially required. Like, one, yeah. I forget which disciple says it, but he says, you need to all go gather in church and don't leave, leave the church. Um, mm-hmm. Because we, have, it's, it's a strength in numbers thing, dude, especially back yeah. in, in biblical times in the New Testament. Like, these people are literally being chased after because Paul himself— before he became Paul, Paul, he was Saul. But Saul was going after, and he was killing Christians. And so mm-hmm. Saul knew all the more, or Paul knew all the more, mm-hmm. that <laughs> that people are getting killed for this. So it's strength in numbers. Go, don't leave the church. As soon as you leave, you know, you get picked off, that sort of thing. Anyways, um, <laughs> that's just the kind of survival instinct there. But, okay, for real, though, that kind of goes back to what Jesus told the disciples whenever he first taught them to go um, and accomplish it, like to, to spread the gospel or whatever. Um, he told them to be shrewd as snakes. And so what does that mean? That means to, to be careful and, and like to not just go anywhere without having a plan. Um, and I, f- I forget what it was, but Jesus was like, he told them, he was like, look, ask certain people if you can stay there. Um, if you can stay there, bless them. Um, if they kick you out, don't bless them. It's the opposite, which is curse them. Um, and he, like, I, f- I have to go back and read it, but we talked about it in the Matthew series. Um, mm-hmm. It was relatively early on. It was somewhere between like chapters three and like eight, somewhere in there. Anyways, so I just kind of went on, on a little uh, side quest or side rant. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Paul knew the prophecies, and he planned his, um, his route based on those prophecies. And so we need to do the same thing with the scripture that we have. Mm-hmm. Anyways, <clears throat> going back to what I was saying, though. So Paul, Paul hello. <laughs> Paul kind of details his travel plans a little bit. And so uh, it's, it's kind of redundant in a, in a way. Um, but anyway, so he tells, like, where he's going next, and he says, uh, basically, like, before I can come to Rome, I've got to stop in a couple of these places, because in this place, which is uh, in Macedonian uh, Achaia, I'm going to botch that, something like that, 
Um, he says the, these new believers in Macedonia, these new Gentile believers, um, they were glad, like they're, they're so happy to be saved that they're paying, uh, they're spending their money and they are um, giving it to the poor and they're repaying the people that helped save them. And so, um, so Paul wanted to go be a part of that. So he's like, I'm going to stop by there on the way to, um, and that was in, uh, in Jerusalem. Anyways, um, oh, sorry. So let me just read it. What it, says. it says, for you see the believers in Macedonia and Achaia um, have eagerly, yeah, it's something like that, have eagerly taken up an offering for the poor among the believers in Jerusalem. So I guess those are just like cities in the country of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. So he was just like saying, look, I'm going to stop by there on my way to Rome. Um, and then, he, anyways, so he's like, I can't wait to see you in Rome. I can't wait to do this with you. I can't. Blah, blah, blah. So um, then, with, interestingly enough, once he talks through his travel plans, he says this. He says, um, he asks rather that the church in Rome pray for him um, for a couple of very specific things. Um, not necessarily in my mind what we can necessarily apply to our lives, but I think it's interesting that just because it shows the condition that, that Paul is in at this time. So he says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, to join in my struggle by praying to God for me. He says, do this because you love me and um, that I, uh, because your love for me given to you by the Holy Spirit. So pray for me because mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit has given you love. And he says, pray. This is what's interesting. He says, pray that I will be rescued from those in Judea who refuse to obey God. So these people are, are coming after Paul. They're trying to kill him. And he's like, guys, please pray for me. Like, these people are, are chasing after me. Um, he said, also, pray that all the believers will be willing to accept the donation that I'm taking to Jerusalem. Um, and then he says, then by the will of God, I will be able to come to you with my joyful heart. So basically at the end of chapter 15, he's like, pray that I make it to you alive <laughs> um, so that I can, you know, enjoy my time with you and encourage each so we can encourage each other and be joyful with one another. Um, so that just, it's kind of a testament. It's like, I imagine like this, like, have you ever seen movies or TV shows where like, they're, they feel like, okay, better example. Have you ever seen the movie 127 Hours? I don't think I have. Okay, well, basically this dude is like rock climbing or biking or something. Anyways, oh, he, yeah, I've heard about it, though. Okay, yeah, he falls into like this crevice. His arm gets yeah. pinched in like between rocks or something, so he can't move. He's stuck, and so he has a camera, so he starts recording himself, and so he starts like talking to his family and stuff. I kind of envision it like that because Paul feels like he's about to die, which in reality, <clears throat> hate to say it, but he's about to die in the next few years. Um and oh, spoiler. spoiler alert and uh and so he's he feels that his i guess his impending death and he's like guys please pray for me so that i can come enjoy my time with you so anyways i just kind of view it like that it's kind of like a last mm-hmm. words but not really kind of last words <laughs> yeah um but anyways and then he ends the chapter with and now may god who gives us his peace be with you all amen so codis i've got a question for you oh do you okay. want to do you want to just Throw Romans 16 into this chapter? I mean, heck yeah. Do it. Why not? Okay. All right. Then uh, we got to lose. Yeah. Everybody, welcome back to the continuation <laughs> of Romans. <laughs> so this is actually going to be the last chapter of Romans. Romans chapter 16. And so the reason we're kind of throwing these together is no particular reason other than the fact that Romans chapter 16 is relatively um, not juicy to say the least. And I hate to say that, but, um, it's really just described. It's like, it's Paul ending his letter to the church in Rome. And if you listen to the first half of this podcast, then you know, it's, it's, it's definitely winding down. And so 
anyways, <clears throat> we're just going to kind of jump right into it. So, Codus, feel free to to, to read along. Um, not going to necessarily read it, but I'm going to kind of summarize it as we go. Yeah, yeah. So, looking at verse 1, he says, I commend to you, this is again, writing to the church in Rome, the Romans. So, mm-hmm. um, the Romans. I, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, who is a deacon in the church of Sincrea. Jeez, I'm botching these names in this episode. It happens, man. Yeah, it, it definitely does. Um, and these so, look like tough names, man. Right. Um, and if you don't know who Phoebe is, um, well, obviously, she's a deacon in the church of Sincrea. Um, Sincrea. Uh, anyways. But if you want to learn more about Phoebe, uh, I talk about Phoebe in the Can Women Be Pastors episode. Um, short answer is men and women are made equal, but they have different responsibilities. So um, welcome, he says, welcome her and the Lord as one who is worthy of honor among God's people. Because, again, the women were not treated very well. And so Paul is saying in this uh, culture, so he's telling the Romans, like, look, accept her um, again. Um, help her in whatever she needs, yada, yada. So then he goes on to say, he says, give my greetings. This is more people. <laughs> he says, give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila. He says, they are my coworkers in the ministry of Jesus. Um, in fact, they even once risked their lives for me, and I'm thankful for them. And so are all of you Gentile churches. Um, and he says, greet my dear friend, Appenitus. <laughs> um, he says, he why can't first- they have English names? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and he says, he was the- Appenitus was the first person to uh from my province of asia to become a follower of christ and uh give my greetings to mary who worked so hard for your benefit and he says greet andronicus and junia my fellow jews who are in prison with me they're highly respected among the, the apostles and he said greet Ampliatus, my dear friend in the lord greet urbanus he says greet apelles a good man from whom christ approves and give my greetings to the believers from the household of aristobulus pop off Right. <laughs> but OK, wait, I'm not even halfway there. He says, greet Herodian, my fellow Jew. <laughs> greet the Lord's people from the household of Narcissus. I'm Narcissus. Yeah, I'm botching these names. Hey, I'm enjoying um, this. So you keep going. Man. Cool, cool, cool. And he says, give my greetings to Tryphena and Tryphosa, the Lord's workers, and to dear Persis, out to be his very own and also his dear mother, um, who has been a mother to me. Also, that's not it, though. Give my greetings to Ancyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Petrobas, Hermas, and the brothers and sisters who meet with them. Give my greetings to Philogus, Julia, Nereus, and his sister, and the Olympias, um, and all the believers who meet with them. Greet each other with a sacred kiss. All the churches of Christ send you their greetings. Oh, I like the sound effects. <laughs> um, so... Right. So you can see why we kind of combine these two. Um, and yeah. so this is how Paul ends the entire letter. So this oh, is his, fi- his final. I, I, I want to point out. Do are, are you going to read ahead or no? Uh, I was just about to go through 17 through okay, 27. Never mind, never mind. I'll wait then. I'll wait. Okay. Um, what, I mean, just take it away. Nope, nope, nope. So then he's, this is his final instruction. He says, and now I make one more appeal. He says, watch out for people who cause divisions and upset people's faith by teaching them things contrary to what you have been taught. Stay away from them. This kind of goes back to the false prophet thing that we were kind of talking about at the beginning of, was it this mm-hmm. episode or last episode? I think it was this episode. Uh, yeah. I think it was. I, I think it was. Um, so, interestingly enough, he kind of talked about it. He says, such people are not serving Christ our Lord. So, anybody, if you're listening, that is purposefully causing division whether that be a Catholic, whether, whether that be a Protestant, um, whether that be um, progressives, I don't care what it is, okay? Even, even myself, 
if you catch me causing divisions and upset people's faith by teaching things <laughs> contrary to what you've been taught. Now, here's the thing. That's very important. Teaching things contrary to what you've been taught. So there is sometimes, like for the sake of Martin Luther in the Catholic Church, it was the 95 Theses, right? So that is something that I would deem okay because it is proper theology, Mm-hmm. In my in my personal opinion, I know Catholics would despise me for saying that. Um, so here's the thing, though. I agree with that. I agree with what anyways, the premise of that. So when it says to be weary of people that are causing divisions, it says to compare it to the things that you have been taught. And how, and how do, if you don't go to church, how do you know what you've been taught? If you don't read your Bible, how do you know mm-hmm. what you've been taught? Anyways, so read your Bibles. Listen to this podcast. Maybe we'll go through the we'll go through the Bible at some point. Um, but anyways, he says, stay away from them. Just compare it to what you know about the Bible. So compare the things that people say that are causing division, compare what they're saying to the Bible and make sure that you're comparing it in context, please. So, um, he goes on to say that by smooth talk and glowing words, they deceive innocent people, but everyone knows that you are obedient to the Lord. Um, and he says, I want you to be wise in doing right and stay innocent of any wrong. So then he goes on to say, but congrats, because the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. May the God of grace, our Lord Jesus, be with you. So then he goes on to Timothy. He says, Timothy, my fellow worker, <laughs> more greetings, right? He says, send you greetings, as do Lucius, Jason, and Sasset. Jason. Uh, That's what I want to point out. There's all these cool <laughs> names. And then there's Jason. Like, couldn't be that guy. Like, oh, my friend Olympius, you know, fellow right. Flakivus, Nerferus, and I'm Jason. Yeah. What's up, Jason? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but he says, uh, greetings to you from uh, Timothy, Lucius, Jason, Sosipater, and my Jews. He says, I, Tertius, the one writing this letter for Paul. Oh, we just learned something new. So Paul wasn't writing this letter himself. This was his scribe, Tertius, oh. um, which a lot of the uh, disciples actually did. Um, look at that. Yeah, so if you think about it, which Paul was well-educated, he could, he could definitely write and stuff. But a lot of times, mm-hmm. like while they were preaching and stuff um, – or uh, because they had a lot of people around, they would have a scribe who would write down their thoughts. And the you know Paul, would, yeah, Paul in this situation would tell Tertius to write things down. Um, and now you think about it. So a lot of the fish, or sorry, a lot of the disciples were fishermen, right? So we look at James, mm-hmm. Andrew, John, um, and Peter, and they all four of them were fishermen. I think uh, I forget the other ones. Um, the uh, anyways, it's fine. A lot of the disciples were uh, fishermen, and so they weren't necessarily taught how to to write if i and correct me if i'm wrong codis um but i think after the ministry is when they had to teach themselves how to read and write like uh, effectively i'm sure they all had basic mm-hmm. understanding um but so that explains part of the reason why they had to, to wait so long to write but it also explains part of the reason why they have scribes to write for them um so anyways just part of the reason so he says i church is the one writing this letter for paul sends my greetings too as one of the lord's followers gaius says hello um erastus the city treasurer sends greetings and so does our brother cortis this is the final bit of romans chapter 16 this is the how it is all concluded the entirety of the book of romans he says now all glory to god who is able to make you strong just as my good news says this message about jesus christ has revealed his plan For you Gentiles, a plan kept secret from the beginning of time. But now, as the prophets foretold and as the eternal God has commanded, this message is made known to all Gentiles everywhere, so that they too might believe and obey him. All glory to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, forever. Amen. Amen. Well, that is, everybody, all the listeners, that is Romans 15 and 16, all tied up in a bow, 
just for you because we are trying to learn it you i guess i don't know i don't know how to end it so um ignore that okay thanks (laughs) so anyways if you've heard this and i don't know what would make you think oh i need to become saved based off of this podcast but i hope maybe if you needed to hear it then you did and you know maybe so and so if that is you and you do want to be saved uh through jesus christ then cody says a prayer for you yes one sec i'm trying to find it it might all right so repeat after me if you will dear lord jesus thank you for dying on the cross for my sins please forgive me and come into my life I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now, please help me to live the rest of this life for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So if you listen to this podcast, you ever have any questions, you want to check out our, our merch, you want to check out the LPC yeah. Ministries, and you want to have a community fellowship with us, just let us know, and we will be glad to get you involved Facts. in a Discord community. So just let us Facts. know. Um, on top of that, thank you all for listening. Go check out our website. Go check us out on TikTok, on Instagram. Message us on Instagram because we enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you are saved, let us know. If you uh, have learned something through our podcast, let us know. If you enjoy our podcast, let us know. With all of that being said, everybody, Godspeed.